If you have your Westover app, please open it now. If you have your Bible, go with me to Matthew chapter 9. And this weekend is really not so much a message that I'm preaching as I'm sharing my heart for what God has for us at Westover. And I have entitled this a step-up moment. And I believe that God has a step-up moment for Westover. For our Westover family, God has a step-up moment for us as a church, and I believe individually for every one of us. For a moment, rhetorically, let me ask the question, what would it be like if high school students, if the high school students of Westover were so activated by their, their passion for God and they were serving in ministry that they could discover in their high school years that God could use their talent and God took their talent as it was developing and they were discovering it themselves and begin to see that used in ministry, touching lives. What would it be like for them to go into adulthood knowing how God could use them? High school students that are right now in band practice early in the morning at the high school campuses are working on that, giving their energies and uh, practicing football in the heat. If they had the same passion for the kingdom of God and the things of God, and they realized that God could use them and their gifts. What about young adults? What if during their, their career path of developing their proficiencies and why they're in college or university, and they're, they're sharpening their skills and really moving into their career path at the same time when they're developing their skills and, the, and excelling in their career, they were actively involved in ministry and God was using their gifts and their talents in ministry at the same time they're excelling in their career. What would it be like if the kingdom of God was blessed with an army of young adults, high school students, young adults that were just activated for the church and the kingdom of God? I believe God has a step-up moment for Westover. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 9, the words of Jesus, and if you'll allow me to read, the, beginning at verse number 35, I believe this is apropos and it speaks to us. It says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogue, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. Verse 35, wow. Jesus went through the towns and villages. People were healed. Celebration happened. Everything was going good. Every, God was working. God was doing supernatural, miraculous things. You would think that verse 36 would say something like this. Jesus launches a new website, and he's going to do crusades in towns and villages from now on. But that's not verse 36. Listen to the tone of verse 36 after it declares that God's doing a great work in the towns and villages. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I believe what Jesus is teaching us here, in order to have a step-up moment, you've got to see things different. To have a step-up moment in your life, your career, in your family, in your spiritual life, you're going to have to see something you never saw before. And he saw the crowd, as it were. He saw them differently than he saw them before. And I believe what the Scripture is teaching us here, that Jesus went to the towns and villages healing, and there was miraculous signs, and people were being delivered. But Jesus knew 
It's the tendency of humans to always slip back into status quo, to always go back to their old pattern. They're harassed like sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus was saying, there needs to be a step-up moment or the people that God has worked in their life, six months from now or a year from now, they'll be in the same condition they were at before. Have you ever made a New Year's resolution and you just promised yourself and God, I'm going to do this starting in the new year and by March, you were back in the same old pattern? I mean, beginning this year, I made a commitment that I'm going to lose 20 pounds. It's it's August, and I've got 20 pounds to go, okay? Uh, are you with me? Are you, are you, can, can you relate to that? You know, you're going to do it, and then all of a sudden, you just you fall into the same routine, and you don't do it. That's exactly what Jesus is saying. He's worked in their life, but the tendency will fall back to, to fall back into the same routine and rut. Verse 37, then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Verse 38, this is the step-up moment. He said, ask, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Ask the Lord. God's doing a great work. But if there's not a step-up moment, these people are going to go back to the same routine. So ask. There needs to be a step-up moment. There needs to be a time when you say, we're going to do things different so we don't go back to the same pattern we had before. And I want to suggest for us, Westover, we are at a crucial moment. And I want to unpack this, not so much in a sermon, but a sharing my heart for this church body, what God, I believe, has for us. And we want to begin to unpack that for you. And I'm going to ask Pastor Tito and Pastor Will uh, to come out and join me here on the platform right now as we share with you what we have been in a conversation in the staff for almost a year. For almost a year, we have been, we have dived into this conversation and we believe now's the time to roll out our step-up moment. Pastor Tito is our uh, next-gen pastor. He oversees middle school, high school, young adult ministries here at Westover. Pastor Will is our kids' pastor, oversees all of our kids' ministry. And I just want to share both to uh, our students who are now in the auditorium today, and I want to talk to parents. I want to talk to all of our millennial parents you have that little toddler. You're expecting that new baby. Perhaps your kids are about to go into school. You're thinking about just raising your family. You had God's blessed you with a beautiful family. But you know something, that the world your kids are going to grow up in is so much different from the world you grew up in. There's conversation and realities in culture right now that you did not face, your kids will face. It's in middle school, it's in elementary, such as uh, gender identity, active shooter. There was no language for those who are in the boomer generation. The word uh, active shooter was never a part of our conversation, but it is a part of the classroom experience today, and schools are actually planning and have strategies for active shooters. Our world is different. This little device has changed the world. This little device in the hands of people, students, has brought the world to them. 
We used to have high school students and middle school students off in other services because the theory was just a few decades ago, a few years ago, that, you know what, we might be talking about adult subjects in the auditorium that students should not hear. Can I tell you, there's nothing you can mention that they haven't seen a YouTube video of. They know friends that are doing it. It has been sexted to them on a text message or something else. The world has come to our students in this little device right here. And as a church, we must be activated to the day and the hour and the culture in which we live. When I was a kid, when I was a student, you would have to buy pornography, but water was free. Today, you pay for water and pornography is free. The world has changed in our lifetime. And what are we going to do in order to push back against culture? That your students can have a rock-solid faith and live for God. Pastor Tito, I want you to talk to us as parents, talk to us as a church family, the reality of high school students and the challenge of losing their faith. And, lo- and disconnecting with the church and this generation. Absolutely. So in our studies, what we found is the average teenager who went to school in elementary, went to school in middle school, um, and was continuing in church, elementary, middle school, throughout high school, if they're still with us upon high school graduation day, statistics say that only 40 to 50% will remain in church after graduation. And the statistic is, is even a little scarier because on top of that, we lose so many students going from elementary in their middle school and high school years who never make it to high school graduation. And the studies from there say for those kids who went to church in elementary school, who stopped attending in middle school and in high school, the number's about 87% who who don't even make it to high school graduation in church. According to USA Today, they said about teenagers, they're not thinking about religion and rejecting it. They're not thinking about it at all. And so the idea is that most teenagers, if you were to ask them, they would say they believe in God. About 78% of high schoolers, middle schoolers say they believe in God, but only 41% of them, less than half, attend any kind of weekly religious services. And here's why. Because most of them, their parents have been burnt by the church. And here's what they've grown up. They've grown up in an environment where they came to the church looking for acceptance but left feeling judged. They came to the church looking for real, but instead they found a people that behaved one way in services, but behaved a different way when they left the building. And at the same time, this year, 22 million 12 to 17 year olds in the US own a mobile device. And currently, teenagers are spending about nine hours a day immersed in media. And you see, our students are living in a generation where they have endless information, but they have very few teachers, very few guides, very few coaches to help them walk through life's most important issues. And that's really where we are, Pastor. They're leaving the church at over a 50% rate. If any other business had a failure rate of 50%, they would sound the alarm 
But that's where the American church is, and that is saying status quo is no longer acceptable. We must have a step-up moment. We must passionately seek to reach out to you, the high school students. And I speak to the high school students in the room. You are too important to God that we would miss that moment. And God has a plan for your life. But I have to also say Satan has a plan for your life. And we want to fight and contend for the plan God has for your life. And I, I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment and speak to all of our parents. Parents, it is vital that you engage your kids, your students, your youth, your family in church. Do you know the average student, the average uh, elementary, middle school, and high school student will spend more time in the public school in one week than they will in church in one year? If you come to church regularly on a weekend service, and you say, we do pretty good. We go two to three times a month faithfully to church. Still, your students will spend more time in public school in one week than they will in church all year long. And we have to have a greater impact in their life. And we're going to partner with you. But parents, you've got to partner with us. We've got to work together. We cannot lose your students in this hour because the values they gain during those years are going to help them live life and are going to create the world they're going to live in 10 years, 20 years down the road. With that in mind, we're making some changes here at Westover. Pastor Tito, talk about what we're starting this week with high school students. Yes. We believe that the local church is the light of the world, that the local church is the hope of the world, and with that, for too long, we have been known as a body for what we are against instead of being known by what we are for. And so what we're seeking to do, high schoolers, every high schooler in the room, every high schooler watching online, we want to invite you to connect with us regularly. We are launching what we call off-campus life groups. These life groups are going to happen twice a month in host homes around San Antonio. Parents, this is a great opportunity for you to sign up to be involved here. And the heart here is that we want every high schooler to have a community, to have a group of people that they do life with, that they're close with, that they never ever have to struggle through life's issues by themselves. On top of that, high school students, we're inviting you to make this service your service on the weekends. That on the weekends, this room would be the room where you grow spiritually. That this would be the place where you hear the heart of our pastor. This would be the place where you develop spiritually. And we're asking that every high schooler not only attend one service here in this room on weekends, but that every high schooler would serve one. Here at Westover, we believe that saved people serve people. And what that looks like is we are so audacious. We want to see high schoolers playing guitar and keyboard and singing on this stage in this room, leading this entire room into worship. We want to see high schoolers serving in production, running sound, running cameras. We want to see high schoolers in our kids' environments, middle school environments, being life group leaders, being first impressions, being the ones waving at you when you're parking your car. And not helping you park your car probably, but at least waving at you while you're parking your car. But we genuinely believe that if our high schoolers are going to engage, that it's going to take all of us being a part. 
Additionally, on Wednesday nights, we want to invite all of our high school students to the gym. We're going to have a high school service every Wednesday night tailored to our high school students, where I'll be the keynote speaker. Every week we'll be addressing issues that you're going through, talking through things like depression, anxiety, peer pressures, and even more importantly, what God has to say about all of this and how God has a plan for your life and how God's not finished with you. And our goal is to continue to connect you with other students your age who love Jesus so that you have a people when you go back to school that you're not going to school alone. And on top of that, high schoolers, one time a month, on weekends, in room 100, we're gonna have a high school connect moment. And this connect moment is designed for those of you high schoolers who say, man, I, there's just no way I can make it on a Wednesday night. We wanna give you opportunities to get engaged and give you opportunities to get involved. And once a month in room 100, we're gonna have a connect moment for you where we just wanna hug your neck, get to know you, and talk about what we need to do to get you involved. And here's what we're asking of our adults. Adults that you would make space for the next generation. We're not asking for you to leave. We're asking for you to invite high schoolers to have a seat at the leadership table. We're asking for you adults to begin investing a disproportionate amount of time into the next generation. That you would begin saying, hey, high schooler, can I invite you to lunch? Because Lord knows high schoolers don't have money. Hey, can, can I invite you to lunch? Hey, would you be interested in doing a life group at my house and creating warm community and even more than that, modeling for our high schoolers what it looks like to be an active and engaged follower of Jesus Christ and exactly what it means when we say save people, serve people. We have three spiritual priorities that I want to talk to you about this month and I'll be covering some of them throughout the month. But the first one is, we must raise up the next generation of spirit-filled leaders. And spirit-filled leadership typically in the church is coming in the late 20s and early 30s and in the season of life when the most important decisions in a person's life, career, college, friends, relationships, marriage, when all that's happening, 50% of those students are exiting the church where they need to see the church is active and involved and connected with the church. So we're opening the door. High school students, we need you involved. I, I, you, we, we, need you to, we need you to connect. We need you to be involved in ministry and realize your talent and your gifting God has given you is necessary and vital in the kingdom of God. We want to see the next generation of spirit-filled leaders emerge. And I say to the parents... And the grandparents, uh, they may not tuck in their shirt. They, 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 they may have hair a little different color. They, they may not wear, they may have holes in the jeans. And I know that gives some of you angst to see holes in jeans. Can I, can I tell you, the kingdom can go on if they wear a different style than you and I. The important thing is to see God working in their life and God has activated them in ministry and we open that door up. So high school students, join us here on the weekend in this room. Wednesday night, there will be a service starting this week in the gymnasium. We're redirecting those who the elementary that were in the gym to other rooms. We'll tell, tell you about that when you come in Wednesday as well. But we want to see you activated in room 204, 
room 204 immediately following this service. High school students, if you want to serve, show up. We're ready to sign you up. We're ready to activate you in ministry. We want to see God use you and your gifts. With that, let's segue. Let's talk about middle school ministry. Middle school is a is a season of change. It, it could be a tumultuous time for students. And even for parents that you're going from elementary and your kids are going into middle school. Pastor Will, talk to us about what we're doing and the need and the priority of middle school right now. So what we're going to be doing in our middle school is we're actually going to be extending the age of our influence down to fifth grade. Traditionally, for decades, we've done middle school ministry based off of what the school districts did. And that was because we wanted to create a predictable rhythm for parents to follow. But what we noticed as me and Pastor Tito sat down and talked about this for the last year is that in high school, very much so the conversation is we want to mobilize their faith. We want to affirm them and let them know that they have a place in the faith community. But in high school, really the song of their heart is what am I going to be? What am I going to do? In middle school, it's who am I? And as a kid's pastor, I noticed that about right after Christmas, my fifth grade girls and my fifth grade boys really disengage. Because at that point, they realize they're big kids now. They start dressing a little bit differently because they got some Christmas money. They discovered what Abercrombie was, and all of a sudden they look cooler. They know what Axe body spray is now, so the room smells a little different. And all of a sudden, they think they're too big for the kiddie stuff, but what they don't realize is that they're hitting one of the most difficult times of their life. Within that time frame, they're going to be exposed to new influences. Their bodies and their minds are going to go through changes. And what we said was, as a church, we want to be the consistent voice in all of that change. When parents are going through a parenting change, when, they're going to, when kids are going to a new school, when they're meeting new friends, when they're building new relationships, I don't want to wait until high school to have the conversation on who they can be. I want to help them when they're finding their identity in middle school. Middle school is a challenging time, and we just feel like it's a crucial time. And again, most even fifth graders have this little device in hand. If not, it's on their Christmas wish list. That's what they're wanting for Christmas. And we have been pondering this for some times and in a conversation we realize that even fifth graders, although in, mil, in, in, in elementary, they're growing up, that they're not feeling connected with the second, third graders anymore, particularly in kids ministry, and they're starting to disconnect. But some of them are not ready to be with the seventh and eighth graders. That's a little intimidating. So here's what we're starting this week, both on Wednesday and the weekends. Middle school ministry, we're going to begin to do two programs, both Wednesday and on weekends. We're going to move the fifth graders up into a fifth and sixth grade service and then separate a seventh and eighth grade service. We're going to be doubling our ministry to that. Fifth graders connecting with sixth graders, some of their friends, they're moving beyond kids' church to get things a little more, uh, a little more mature, uh, activate their interests and their curiosity, begin to speak to the issues where they're at, but not bring the fifth and sixth grader in with the seventh and the eighth where it could be a little frightening and sometimes intimidating. We're doubling our efforts in, in student ministry through our middle school ministry. It starts this Wednesday 
and also on weekends from this day forward. And both of our programs are going to be in our student center. So if you're a fifth grader, if you have a fifth grader, and they said, no, I don't want to go to kids' church. It's a little too, I'm beyond that. Great. Let's move them into now the middle school, fifth and sixth grade service. And we're going to be doing that starting this week, offering on Wednesday and on Sunday. We've got to connect with them. We, we, can't, we can't let these students disconnect. In a time in which they're shaping their identity, they need to discover their Christ identity And I tell parents all the time, the most dangerous thing to do is send someone into middle school without best friends in church. If they go into middle school without best friends in church, they're going to make best friends that may not be the most, the the, the best influence upon them. And then finally, when parents figure that out and realize those friendship circles they've connected with in school may not be the best friendships to have. It's a battle to get them to change their friendship. And sometimes it's impossible to do that. And parents, you can't make friendships with students by showing up once a month, coming in late. We have got to fight for the student's life. We have got to contend for their spiritual life. There is a moment that we have to seize and God has to seize them. And we want to partner with you, but we need you to partner with us as well. We have to make raising up the next generation of spirit-filled leaders a priority. Thank you, Pastor Will. And I'm going to invite Pastor Christian to come to the platform. And Pastor Christian is the uh, student pastor and young adult pastor of our Spanish church. And there's been a long conversation in what we're doing in young adult ministries. And Pastor Christian, which the Spanish ministry does, interesting enough, does the young adult service in English Tell us the partnership that the Spanish church is doing with the Northwest campus and all of our campuses for young adult ministry. Yes, excited to share this uh, with the church today. We are uh, centralizing our young adults ministry. And so we're going to have a once a month experience for all of our four campuses. And I'm excited about that. Tell us about when the service is going to happen and whether they can connect in a life group, please. Yes. So September the 13th is when we're going to have our first service. And there's many ways that you can connect with us young adults if you're in the room. Not only through our service experience, but we want you to connect through uh, community projects, uh, uh, missions, uh, being in the missions field, and also through life groups. Pastor Tito. Speak to the young adults that are in our Northwest campus and the, the connection that we're seeking to make happen for young adults. Absolutely. You know, Pastor Christian, I've been thinking and praying on this for a really, really long time. And back in May, we, we did our first young adult retreat where we combined our campuses together and uh, kind of as an experiment in some ways. And God just showed up. As, as he does. He just showed up in this huge, huge way. And, and the scripture that keeps coming to mind is, as we've been praying on this is in the book of Acts. It says that on the day of Pentecost, the believers were together in one accord. And friends, we're believing, young adults, that as we come together, as we join forces, that we're going to build an army here for Jesus. 
that we're going to be able to take UTSA, that we're going to be able to take St. Mary's, that we're going to be able to take the schools all around our area, and that we're going to make an impact on San Antonio for our Savior, Jesus Christ, together. Amen. Join us. Amen. Amen. Young adults, you've come to the kingdom for such an hour as this. The church needs you and the kingdom of God needs you. Needs young adults that are bold and ambitious in their faith. That will step forward. That will be a part and connect. Bring their giftings, their interests, their passion, their creativity into the kingdom of God, into the church. I'm inviting every young adult to connect in the the young adult service we're going to have and the young adult life groups. There's going to be a great place of community and fellowship, a great place of support, but also a pathway for you to be activated because we have a responsibility to you to raise up and empower you to be the next generation of spirit-filled leaders. We want to give the church away to you. We need you activated, serving God, serving the Lord out of your talents and your gifts. We need you. Thank you guys very much. Just quickly, as I'm going to close this up in just a moment, for all of our high school students, if you're looking for a serve moment, in room 204, immediately following this service, there's a place for you to connect. Say, I don't know where I want to serve. I want to maybe try this. That's fine. Experiment a little bit. We're willing to work with you and and just give the space for you to find your place in the kingdom of God. Spiritual priority number two as I wrap up, and I'll even further this next week, is ambitiously develop fully devoted followers of Jesus. This was a burden in my heart beginning the new year. And I shared it with our staff in January. And I'm reiterating it now. And we are are strategizing and we're placing together initiatives that people of faith can can serve God ambitiously as a church. That we raise up fully devoted followers of Jesus. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Discipleship doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by osmosis. I'm glad you come to church, but if you're not in a life group, you're not growing to the extent God has. You need more, and culture is pushing against us today, and I want to say that there are issues, there are pains, there are memories, there are experiences, there's dysfunction, there's problems, there's addictions that too many Christ followers live in and contend with all the time, and God wants to set them free, and typically, Typically, what we do is we pray, God, free me from it, or God, do a miracle and change me. And I want to suggest to you, if you have not received the change in your life through prayer and a miracle, then God's intention is growth. God's intention of changing you and taking you to a new level, to a different person, is going to be through growth. And spiritual growth happens in a community of believers, and it happens in life group. And I'm speaking to this church body. You've heard us talk about life groups, and some have said, you know what, next year or after school starts or after the holidays, but that's what's been said for two years. I am here to say this is a step-up moment, and it's time to get activated in a life group. And there are many solid believers of faith. You're mature in the faith. You need to lead a life group. 
You need to lead others. Your faith, your strong, your convictions need to be modeled and shared with others because there are people that need your strength and you will help grow them. I'm sending out a call, a step-up moment for this church that we activate people in life groups to become fully devoted followers of Christ through a growth pathway. And in the American church today, there is too much fake discipleship. It's discipleship that doesn't, that doesn't require any change of lifestyle. Fake discipleship says live as you do, go to the clubs, do this, have the same lifestyle, have the same values. God understands, God forgets it, and God's all right with you. Live however you want to live and believe whatever part of the Bible you want to believe, and that's all right with God. That's fake discipleship. That's not the discipleship that Jesus called to, that Jesus said that we have to, we have to pick up our cross and follow him, that the New Testament says we've got to crucify ourselves. There's times that we have to go against the status quo and our own preference and model God's character and the character of Jesus. That's true discipleship. And true discipleship happens in a growth pathway, and it happens in life group. I remember when our girls were younger, uh, they were smaller. And I remember in Christmas time, Denise got each one of our girls when they were in that season that it was the appropriate gift for Christmas. She bought them an, an easy bake oven. You know what an easy bake oven is? It's, a, it's an oven for, a, for a, a child, and it comes with a recipe book. It comes with these little miniature pans and these little packages you open and you stir water with it and you put it in the little miniature pans and you put it in the oven of the easy bake oven light bulb not included you have to provide the own the light bulb because it cooks with a light bulb and i remember my daughters they stirred up the little mix and they poured in the little miniature pan to make me a chocolate cake. They put it in the oven. They plugged it in. The light bulb came on and a little bit. I remember my daughters running up to me with this little chocolate cake, this gleeful smile on their face and said, Daddy, this is for you. How is it? And I really believe that God gives parents automatic forgiveness for the lies we tell our kids in those moments. I really believe it. Because every parent, you're going to say, it's the best chocolate cake I've ever had. It's wonderful, honey. And it's not. We tell a lie. And I believe God automatically forgives us for that lie at that moment. If you want good chocolate cake, oh, Denise can make a chocolate cake. She pulls the cocoa mix out and the blender is going and the Hershey's chocolate she's putting together than the batter. She, she spreads it in the pan from Dan to Beersheba. It's ready. She puts it in the oven. Sometimes even the cake, when it bakes, it falls. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Tell Denise, just put more icing and make it level. That's the piece I want. She gets the powdered sugar out in the cocoa mix and she makes a chocolate icing and she puts on top of that, I get that chocolate cake. That's real chocolate cake. 
not fake easy bake oven chocolate cake i'm talking about real chocolate cake how many of you want denise to bake you a chocolate cake okay i'll just i'll just i'll just tell Denise she has an assignment to do because she can make some great chocolate cake and when she just does it i want to reach over there and i just i want to squeeze my little chocolate bean right there and say honey thank you very much for that chocolate cake that's real chocolate cake there's a difference between fake and real and there's a difference between fake and real discipleship real discipleship is when you get truth of god's word and you latch on to it and you're you're struggling with a coworker. you're struggling with your own insecurity you're struggling with a pattern or a, a habit in your life and instead of justifying it you get god's truth and you've internalized it into your spiritual DNA and you fight against those, that, that pattern in your life till finally you gain victory and you say, I'm going to stand on God's promise and I'm going to live according to God's word. And finally you say, God, you have helped me overcome it. That is real discipleship where we're fully devoted followers of Jesus. And we're, as a church at Westover, we're, we're going to ambitiously go that direction because we want to see you have the making great life God intends for you. And that happens in life group. I'll tell you more about that next weekend. But for now, would you stand together with me as we conclude this moment in prayer? Thank you. Thank you for your patience and your attentiveness. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now Westover, we, the leadership has been challenged to step into the conversation of raising up the next generation of spirit-filled leaders. We have been willing to take our programming and reinvent it, to sacrifice some traditions and, and do things different to have a greater impact in students' and young adults' lives. We've taken on the challenge to reinvent ministry to reach that fifth grader in order that we can engage them in, in God's word and, and engage them in a way that in that crucial time as they're forming their identity that they have a Christ identity as well. We recognize that culture today is champing in a value that is not in alignment with God's word. There is so much pressure on the home and parents right now and we commit Westover is going to is going to invest more, is going to give more effort, is going, we're, we're, going, we're going to pour our priorities. And for the next two years, God, we are going to aggressively pursue this. We're going to do, we're just going to beat the drum to partner with families, to partner with parents, to make a difference, to, to seize this generation and not surrender them to culture. I pray, God, for your strength and your anointing. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, there will be an army of parents that will just jump in and say amen. That high school students will be activated in ministry. Young adults will connect in leadership in the church that in a way, God, that, that just surpasses anything they've experienced in the past. We ask this. We petition you for it. Holy Spirit, stir in the hearts of people stir in the hearts of people we're not ashamed to call ourselves a spirit-filled church 
We're not ashamed to declare we're an assembly of God church that we believe in the work of the Holy Spirit and God can do miraculous things. And we declare that and we pray that and we hope that in Jesus' name. Amen.